Nate shouldn't have answered his cell phone that morning, but he was a sucker for a blonde. Especially if the blonde happened to be 91 and living on the boat he'd sold her five months earlier. Ruth Ann Southers had asked, Does it matter, dear, if my extension cord in the kitchen smokes a little? Nate thought of the electrical fire at the hotel and told her to call 911. She said, I already did. They said it was okay, but they shut off my power. Nate had sighed and spent the next two hours crawling around the baseboards in the boat's mess. He'd installed three new surge protectors, and he'd tested each outlet. By the time he'd finished, he'd bruised a knuckle and ripped his favorite Merle Haggard t-shirt. And he was late. At least Norma had been at the bar to open up. Unless a wandering tourist or two showed up, she'd probably be the only customer until three anyway. He parked his truck in front of the post office. Getting out, he pulled his Charlie's feed and seed ball cap on backward. What he really needed was another shower. Maybe he could bribe Norma with a couple more drinks off her tab to stay a little longer while he cleaned up. He took the two shallow steps off street level with one long jump. Inside the saloon, it was dim compared to the bright morning sunlight. Norma grinned at him from her regular bar stool. Boss, you keeping out the riffraff? Too late, he noticed that someone else was in the saloon, way over by the bench full of board games. Whoops. Not even a tourist, a pretty tourist at that, wanted to be called riffraff. Nah, they're getting in. And hey, guess who it is? He looked again. The woman was standing straighter now, pretending not to hear them. She kept her eyes out the side alcove window as if there was something more than just the old, closed, golden spike cafe across the parking lot to look at. And she wasn't just pretty. From this angle, she was a sight closer to beautiful. God, who did she remind him of? She must have driven up from the city or something. Some model waiting for her photographer to shoot her on the beach. He'd seen it plenty of times before. Pretty girls thinking it would be good to get shots of themselves in the water or leaning against the high cliffs down at Fenton's Cove. Not realizing that the fog bank usually made it not only a shoot in bad light, but also a shoot where they'd freeze her dang nipples off. If they stayed till October, maybe. That's when the sun came out around here, after the summer tourists had given up all hope and left. But this woman, with her honeyed hair and that perfect long nose, those lips that were quirking into something that looked like it was close to a smile, she'd be shivering in her two-piece soon enough. Howdy, he said politely. If his ball cap had been forward-facing, he would have touched the brim, but as it was, he left his arms at his sides. She turned to face him, and in that motion, his heart dropped to the old floorboards and went right through, straight down to the dust and packed earth below, not stopping until it hit the world's molten core. Adele, darling, out of freaking nowhere.